Welcome to Race Time Radio. Happy Father's Day to all the old guys out there. Well, maybe some young fathers, but uh, happy Father's Day, everybody. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with my number one son, Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. What's going on there, kiddo? You had some fun at Flamberia last night. Yes, went to uh, went to a racetrack, finally. Ooh. My Lord, what Gotta a wait that was. It was, uh, <laughs> that was a... A torturous wait, but uh, finally got out to a racetrack. I know I was at a racetrack a couple weeks ago for testing and, you know, just, you know, working on cars. But uh, it's not the same as being there for a race event. And finally no. got uh, finally got out to a racetrack and, and uh, you know, seen the guys take the green flag and the checkered flag and, and uh, unfortunately, a bunch of yellow flags. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was uh, it was a good weekend, good event. Uh, you know, by, by all accounts, there was uh, a tremendous amount of challenge. Um, you know about the race event that uh, that took place over at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, hats off to uh, to John Caselli and Gary Calling and all those guys for putting on a whale of an event. Um, you know, in in times like these, you know, I had a lot of conversations, um, you know, with guys that uh, are racing across the board, and and uh, you know, a lot of people really. Um, you know, hold Flamborough Speedway in a little bit more of a special place in their heart now than they did before. And that's because John has really, you know, a, you know, opened up his doors and had a place for these guys to race. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, there was a lot of people there yesterday supporting John and, and supporting the uh, the track owners and, and, and the, uh, the, the track itself. And, you know, for that reason alone, it was uh, it was really cool to see everybody out. Um, you know, lots of social distancing, um, lots of uh, you know, it was a it was a safe place to be. It mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah. um, you know, overall the the event uh, was was a smash success. Mother Nature tried to throw a curveball. Ah. Um, there was a you know a two and a half hour to three hour rain delay. Uh, where we all got fatter and ate a little bit of food out of the haulers, but uh, um, you know it was it was great camaraderie. I don't think anybody complained one bit. First rain delay I've ever suffered through, where uh, where you know nobody was upset about it. Uh, everybody was just happy to be there. Yeah, so it was good. Well, and uh, a couple tracks got out of the box, if you will, Flamborough Speedway. We're going to hear from some winners from that track tonight. Uh, Sunset Speedway got out of the box. They had their season opener. Uh, we were at Sobel Speedway. I was. Uh, Sue and I were uh, yesterday for practice. We got practice underway at Sobel Beach. So uh, lots to see and do. I know out on Canada's West Coast, out at Western Speedway, uh, they got out of the box for the late model d- uh, division. And uh, we're going to hear from the winner, the triple or the twin 50s out there. Uh, tonight, we're going to hear from uh, Rory, Rory Smith on the horn. Uh, we've got uh, action at Petty International Raceway. Corey Hall went to victory lane there in the uh, in the pro stock. So 
Yeah, we had action all over the country. Eastbound International Speedway, I think, is rocking and rolling today. If it's not snowing out there. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, man, the, the list is, is growing. Um, a lot of excitement, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, was laid out, uh, over, over the course of the weekend, uh, everybody kind of speculating on what we're going to see this summer, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, some, some really exciting racing, but, uh, but also, you know, got, got wind of a lot of new things that are happening, a lot of new teams that are moving and shaking, Guys stepping up a class or stepping down a class, um, you know, it was uh, it was really interesting talking to everybody and and seeing what was all you know kind of on the horizon uh, for what we're gonna see uh, when everything gets back to normal and and uh, you know racing is back to full throttle um, as opposed to uh, you know just part throttle right now. We got yeah, a little exactly. bit of a throttle stop, but uh, but uh, we're we're still rocking and rolling. And and uh, man, by the sounds of it, there was a tremendous car count over at Sunset Speedway. Um, lots of iron in the Super Stock Division. Uh, we're going to talk to that winner tonight. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, you know the the powers to be uh, across the board in uh, you know from Flambeau Speedway and and uh, you know lots of great content. Well, let me tell you exactly who we got coming up. Trayton Lapsovich is going to join us, driver of the thirty two. He goes to Victory Lane in. Grisdale Triple Crown race number one for 2021. We'll also hear from Lane Zardo. The Z-Man goes to victory lane over at Sunset Speedway. In that super stock, he was driving Kenny Groove's 36 car, to be exact. Uh, we're going to check in tonight with P.D. Shepard. Uh, he'll be running APC again. Of course, uh, he's uh, one of our Canadian guys, Jr., that... Absolutely everybody knows Coast to Coast. He ran the NASCAR Penny Series. We've uh, seen him down south uh, a few years ago. He's running APC this year. Uh, it would be great to catch up with Petey Shepard. We'll hear from Garrett Tamirisma. He went to victory lane as well at Flamborough Speedway. Um, another guy, Paul Maltese. We're going to try and get a call in tonight with Paul Maltese. Uh, he was super excited to get his late model out. He hit pay dirt at Sunset Speedway last night. Uh, so we're going to try and catch up with Paulie here. And then, of course, Rory Smith out in B.C. at Western Speedway. Uh, we'll, we'll get Rory on here in hour number two, and we'll wrap up uh, tonight's two hours festivity with the winners wall-to-wall. Yeah, everybody that's on that list can be called a driver. Uh, I think the first guest on the list needs to be called a pilot. Because <laughs> he was in a rocket ship this weekend, um, it was uh, it was the talk of the town by far. Uh, the speed that we've seen out of that number thirty two car was uh, was incredible. Um, it was uh, it was pretty wild to see Trayton Lapsovich executed and drove you know the race of his life that I've seen him race so far. Um, which is saying a lot. I've seen him do a lot of really cool things oh, yeah. in race cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the job that Trayton Lapsovich did last night, um, you know, not only put himself in contention to win, not only, you know, you know, drove away with it, um, but also, you know, maintained the gap. And, and really, I think that if that would have been a 200-lap race, those tires would have been fine for it. <laughs> and uh, I think that, uh, you know, everybody in the pit area noticed a big flag go in the ground, and that was WMI. I think yeah. that uh, I think that there was a, a tremendous amount of buzz after the race, not just 
you know people ready to fight some people but but buzz um about the uh, uh you know uh, uh, about what we're going to see out of the pro late model division in 2021 um for the entire season i think that uh, there's a tremendous uh you know rivalry on the horizon and uh, i think it's going to be cool to see yeah it's going to be awesome we do have that feature winner we got Trayton Lapsovich on the hotline right now what's going on Trayton how you doing buddy I'm pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, congratulations out of the box. Checkered flag in hand. That's got to feel good. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a really good night. Trayton, uh, uh, you know, I kind of alluded to it, the speed that we've seen out of that 32 car and, and uh, uh, you know, in, in leading up to this interview. But, uh, uh, man, you know, l- last year I spent some, you know, quite a bit of time watching the APC series on the racetrack and watching, you know, pro late models on the racetrack. And, and, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, I hadn't seen anything like the 78 car and the nine car, um, you know, turn <laughs> and, and drive off all at the same time. Um, last night, you know, it, it's not just my opinion. You know, I think I talked to probably 150 people after the event and I think every one of those people echoed the same thing. Um, they were impressed with that 32 car. Number one, they were impressed with you, but they were impressed with, with how the car performed as well. Uh, it looks like, uh, looks like you guys have found some speed. Yeah, it was just a brand new car for us. Um, rolled out of the trailer on test day and it was pretty much great right off the bat. Since then we've just been tuning on it here and there. Um, I think it was pretty evident last night. I could, I could put the car anywhere I wanted to, and uh, be able to make up ground uh, going around the outside of, of guys at the start there. Um, I actually threw it around on when I got to the lead about restarting on the outside, but uh, I think pretty quickly I realized that yeah. not everyone could, could hold the top as well as I could. So, no, it was just an absolute missile. Uh, basically put it anywhere and, um, uh, yeah, lasted all 100 laps for sure. Yeah, uh, you gotta love it when a plan comes together. Uh, Triton, uh, a big kerfuffle off the beginning of that race. At least uh, it sounds like there was a big one. Uh, I know uh, the '88 car, the '84 uh, car. There was a lot of cars involved in a big accident somewhere near the beginning of that race. Uh, you, start, where did you roll off? You rolled off seventh, right, to start that race. Yeah, yeah, I rolled off seven. So where were you when that big one broke out, and uh, how did you avoid it? It looked like uh, there was a lot of guys that really couldn't avoid it. Yeah, it was definitely a close one. Uh, I was down on the bottom when they started wrecking. Uh, my spotter, Wade, did a really good job calling it out, and, and I was pretty alert uh, at the start there, too. I just didn't want to get gathered up in something too early. Um, luckily, luckily, I was able to sneak by there quickly. I'm pretty sure the hole closed up right behind me and, and trapped a lot of guys. But uh, we got lucky with that one, and uh, we're just able to sneak through with no damage. Uh, you got to be good to be lucky, and Trayton, you have definitely got everything pointing in the right direction. Uh, 2021 looks like it's going to be a whole lot better uh, a, a whole lot better season than what we were kind of used to last year, although we got some good races in last year kind of looks like we're going to get even more of what we all want to see and do. Uh, race number one in the Grisdale Triple Crown Series. Uh, you've got uh, the points lead now. you got that first win. Uh, I couldn't help but notice on G-Force, the final words of your interview last night was you couldn't wait to hit APC. Uh, that series is coming up. Uh, what's the thoughts heading in from here to your next one? Um, well, the confidence 
uh, it was definitely boosted last night. We're, we're feeling pretty good heading into the, the APC race at Delaware in a couple weeks. Uh, definitely feel, I feel a lot better being able to shake town the car really good last night, uh, getting a really good feel for it on the long run. And uh, we can pretty much use our notes from last night and, and even try and make it better, really. Um, so, yeah, we've been chasing down that APC win for, for quite a few years now. I've uh, gotten close a few times, but uh, now with this new WMI chassis, I, I think we're we're a real threat. 100%. Trayton, uh, talking, you know, uh, across the pit area, um, you know, looking at uh, at practice speed, uh, looking at all of the, you know, the, the event, you know, that took place, uh, I think if qualifying would have played out, I think that, uh, you know, the practice speeds ca- kind of depicted where everybody was going to qualify anyways. I, I think, you know, at looking at, at how everything played, you know, through the practice session, the 10-lap blocks that everybody was running, I think that, you know, you had a a top three car. J.R. Fitzpatrick had a top three car. Steckley had a top three car speed-wise. So I think that the race started out basically how qualifying was going to go. Um, you know, looking through qualifying, um, you know, and, and how the race broke out, um, JR had an absolutely, absolute missile as well through, through the practice sessions, you know, leading with a, with a 15 flat. Were you down there as well? Do you feel that you would have had a shot to, to be the fast car of the day? Uh, I think I definitely would. Uh, practice was definitely a, a huge toss up because, uh, I only got out there, I got out there twice, but um, it was it was weird because it was raining one minute and then not the other minute. So sometimes we had a little bit of a, a slicker track and, and then a drier track, and then the whole tire deal too. So no, I think I think we we're pretty good. We struggled with the car just the first session of practice. Uh, we made some adjustments from testing, and we decided to go back on them. Uh, just for the greater good, and, and that was definitely the right call. Uh, looking back on it for the race, we have a Trayton Lapsovich tonight. He goes to Victory Lane just last night. Flamborough Speedway, Grisdale Triple Crown Series. Uh, he goes to Victory Lane, race number one. Trayton, uh, same number thirty-two on the door. How about the crew? I know it's a brand new car. How about the crew? You got any changes this year uh, for twenty twenty one? Uh, for the most part, it's pretty much the same old crew. Uh, I got my dad, Keith Temple, uh, my uncle, Bubba Sherwood, Wade, Jake Watson. Uh, sorry, I don't, I don't want to forget anyone here. I got a, I got a great crew behind me. Uh, Junior Hanley has helped out a ton, which is, is really humbling to have him in your pit anytime. Uh, Whitey's been out, uh, been helping us, uh, getting the new car dialed in and been such a huge help for us. My brother, um just yeah so it's pretty much the same as it has been uh with a couple new faces and everything gelling really good together with a little bit of of you know laughter here i got a point at it (laughs) your brother your brother uh he he made a pretty big statement yesterday busting out of the box um you know with with a top three finish in the super stocks as well were you happier with seeing the success of your brother or the win which one was which (laughs) one was more fun for you you know, it, it was just a great night overall, honestly. But Ryden, Ryden definitely did really good. Um, he, he's made a ton of progress since the first time we tested um, to last night. And he just got better as the race went on. He got more comfortable in the car. I could tell he was a little nervous at the start, but, but that didn't last long. And, you know, I, I think it's just uh, 
it's just not long until he's able to park it in victory lane as well. Absolutely. Amazing. I put a tweet out earlier today. Just take a look at what Jeff and uh, his wife have put out talent-wise. Just yeah. out of that one family. You know, the Lapsovich family has been synonymous in short track racing, uh, not only here in Ontario, right across the country, really. Uh, when you take a look at it, Caden, uh, he's got a Pinty's championship, multiple wins. He drives super down south. Uh, Trayton, we got him on the hotline, and now his other brother. Is there any more coming in behind you, or your mom and dad still popping out the uh, <laughs> the wind factory? You know, I, I do have a little sister as well, but I, I think she's probably going to stick to dance and gymnastics and, and volleyball and all that for now. But, uh, well, we'll see her on. Um, we, could, we could see her in the seat in a few years. Too. I was Absolutely. just going to say, we'll probably see her on Broadway. If, uh, if you guys are any indication of what the, you know, the success rate is out of the Lopsovich family, she's probably uh, destined for Broadway. Or the as, Olympics. Uh, or the Olympics, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, how about sponsorship? You got uh, lots of decals on that 32. I didn't get a chance to see it up close. Yeah, I got a lot of great supporters behind me. Um, RGC Sports, Ace Services, uh, APC, the local skate shop, JSL Electric, um, ReaperSpeedLab.com. Just, just so many great supporters behind me um, helping fund this new car and this new journey with the APC Series and, and the Grisdale Triple Crown events. Um, they they allow me to do what I love, and uh, and hopefully we're we're going to get them some good finishes this season. Well, before your brother gets a chance to jump behind the wheel and drive a late model, you need to uh, you need to open up the hood. You need to cut that power steering line, <laughs> and uh, you need to, you need to make them run like a thirty five lap race at Sauble with no power steering. Right? That's that's the qualifying factor for the tr- laps of its family. I think that would only be fair. And maybe that's... a couple times, too. That's, <laughs> well, that's right. That's pressure's right. on. As far as I know, uh, Caden hasn't got no victories yet in 2021. He may have, but I don't know of it just offhand. So you're one-upping him already this year, bud. <laughs> he, he won a modified race a couple weeks ago, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, there you go. I stand corrected once <laughs> again today. Trayton, this has been great catching up with you. Uh, hey, congratulations on uh, race win number one. Uh, go get them at Delaware. It's going to be awesome. Off the hook with the APC series. And uh, you're just uh, another one of those reasons that when the fans are allowed to, they're going to get their money's worth when they get to that gate, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Stay out of trouble. We'll catch up with you again real soon, Trayden. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you later. Yeah, watch out. That 32 car, Junior, he is definitely one to watch. Uh, it was a real stout field last night. i got to put it out to G-Force. Another dynamite job on the broadcast. If you have missed that broadcast last night, you can always get to GeForce.tv and check it out. Go back and watch it. It's a good show. I think that, uh, you know, and, and I can't state this enough, um, I, I can't wait to see you know the G the 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 WMI versus McCall battle that is that is on tap for this summer. Oh, um, don't, don't forget about Fury and the other no, guys all thrown I, into ex, the mix ex, here. Look out, we got a big thing coming up here. Exactly. You look at uh, you know Kimball is is on the Fury camp. There's a, there's a handful of other manufacturers that are out there. But but what we are looking forward to in the APC series is is a, a manufacturer heavyweight battle and you know, I think that, you know, obviously the 9, the 78, the 21, the 22, those guys weren't there, right? Those guys weren't there. 
Um, McCall still had lots of good iron there. Uh, Shea Gamble oh, gets yeah. around Flamborough Speedway like podium, Jack the Bear. Podium finish. Exactly. And, you know, you, you look at you look at what we've seen out of, um, you know, Kyle Steckley yesterday, faster practice. Oh, man. He ran up into the top three. Uh, he had a lot of damage early. Um, uh, but there's, there's an underlying name here uh, that is kind of, you know, not, not – you know, hooked up with one manufacturer, and that's Taylor Holdaway Racing. Ah, we seen yes. we seen Holdaway. Um, of course, now we've seen the tweet. He 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 does own a new WMI chassis, right? Um, so that's you know he's got a new chassis that's that's being worked and built on right now. Um, but that being said, he is doing his own thing, and mm-hmm. um, Holdaway and Connor James, you know, were were definitely the Cinderella story of last night. Um, we've seen, you know, a, a tremendous performance out of that number four car, beautiful race car. Yes. Um, yes. he ran inside the top three all night long. Um, and, and really, you know, just put on a, a, a phenomenal, you know, performance out of, out of a, a relative rookie and a pro late model. Um, you know, he's, he's raced lots. He's not a rookie by That's any right. stretch, yep. but he's, you, you know, relative rookie and a pro late. Um, it, it was phenomenal to see, but when I looked at the speed charts and I looked at, at J.R. Fitzpatrick and, and you know, Trayton Lapsovich, what they Sheridan, were able to do. Sheridan yep, was up there. Exactly, and he's another one of those ones in the McCall umbrella. Right. Um, but when you look at, at the speed that WMI showed and the speed that, that McCall showed, um, last year there was not a whole lot of parity, you know, right. between between yep. other manufacturers and and McCall. what the McCall guys had. Yep, yep. Um, and this year I don't think that it's it, it, parity is even close enough of the word. I think that they both have a tremendous amount of talent. They both have the right funding. You know, they both have the right drivers in place uh, to be something that is phenomenal to watch. And, and you know, when you look at it, the, the invitationals that we see across the country or across the, the, the Ontario province, when you look at the APC races that we're going to see this summer, um, it's going to be dog-eat-dog. And uh, there's going to be a tremendous amount of battles up front, and that is exciting and, you know, ups the value of the ticket price at the front gate because there's going to be some really good racing. If that doesn't set the stage for that first APC race come Delaware Speedway in July, I don't know what is. This is going to be exciting stuff. We're going to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to zip over to Sunset Speedway and catch up with the Super Stock winner from over there, uh, real happy Lane Zardo. Going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Scott Stuckley. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere 
doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Oh. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio, channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. So glad you could tune in. Tonight we heard from the Crysdale Triple Crown winner at Flamborough Speedway, Trayton Lapsovich. You just missed it. It's okay. You can revisit it. Uh, just get to racetimeradio.com. Or uh, you, there's lots of ways you can get it. But what do you say we talk to our next guest that hit pay dirt over at sunset speedway in the season opener over there for the super stock division he was behind the wheel of the number 36 bester forest products ford and it is the z lane zardo with us on the hotline what's going on tonight there lane i bet you can't knock the smile off your face after that win no, you can't, especially with you calling me the Z. I remember everybody calling my grandfather that and just, uh, you know, trying to fill in his shoes the best I can and make my family proud. And, you know, I think it's all coming together. It's, uh, it's definitely it was a good day yesterday. Hey, he, was, doubt he, it. he was the big Z, though. You haven't got that yeah. one yet. You haven't got that one yet. You're just the Z. He's the LZ. LZ. <laughs> What's going on, LZ? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you did an awesome job last night there, Lane. A dynamite job behind the wheel of that 36. Take us throughout, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, when you have a good team, when you have a good car, and, uh, you know, just some good luck as the race day is able to fly by, we, we kind of went out for our heats and, we knew that the heats didn't mean too much as long as we got into a transfer spot, so we just kind of took our time through there and 
the way they did their pull draw, they did what's called an outlaw draw, which is a little bit different. So uh, the way it works is uh, there was uh, six pills you could draw if you're in the invert, if you if you were one of the faster uh, qualifiers through uh, the heat races. Now, say I chose pill number three, I choose who starts third place. Oh. So you can so you can kind of make some enemies, but you can also kind of mend some mend some. Uh, uh, some heartbreaks that happen through the heat races or through later weeks. If you did choose pill number one, you can kind of, you know, you know, just kind of make it a little bit better and make it right with you guys. And that that so, makes it exciting too. That creates a lot of cool storylines throughout the race. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, you can kind of you can kind of create your own rivalries or kind of mend some friendships. So it's pretty uh, cool how how that works out. It's all rivalries, baby. <laughs> all all rivalries. All of them. <laughs> uh, Lane, you were behind the wheel of the thirty six. Uh, Kenny Group was he in the pits? Like, uh, how how did you get selected to be behind the wheel of the thirty six car for the night? Well, a long story short, his brother back in two thousand and fifteen asked me to drive their backup car. Um, without knowing or getting too much information, I said yes, and uh, I didn't realize they they pretty much put her out of the barn um, for uh, Sobel for the, I believe it was a dash or cash or beat the heat Wednesday night race. I can actually and, uh, remember that lane. I can remember that night. But continue. Yeah. Well, that's the day that changed my life, and where I kind of developed a good relationship because I mean I used to race against Kenny in my own program, and me and him used to bang doors off of each other and. No race really hard, but uh, I've never tried to move somebody as hard as I've tried to move him. He always had a wicked heavy tire, and uh, we were always battling for the same first or second position. Um, but I, I had a great opportunity to ride their spare car, and we made it work. I had a lot of help from uh, Andy Schmidt in the pits that night. Uh, got that car turning really good, and we actually ended up winning uh, with Kenny finishing second. Um, after that, we went to uh, Peterborough later on in the year. That was the first year that I had the Young Guns race. Just through conversation and joking around in the pits, they asked if I wanted to uh, drive the car in the Young Guns race, and we ended up winning that race two years in a row. And all of a sudden, uh, the Jacasta started coming through, and uh, Kenny asked if I wanted to wheel the car in Jacasta. And I always joke with Kenny, I could, I could have my wedding that day, I could have a funeral that day, I could be dying. And if they asked me to drive the car, I'd, I'd drop everything to drive that car. It's, it's my favorite car to drive in the world. So. He actually was going through, uh, he just had hip surgery, and he's got to get a second hip done as well. And uh, wanted to know if I wanted to wheel the car for the season just so we could uh, we could get the uh, Leslie Ford uh, LTD out there and, uh, and you know, make some of our sponsors happy. And uh, that's kind of how this whole thing came together. And, you know, it's just been a good relationship for the last five, six years. A lot of respect between me and him. It has been for sure, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. I've seen you stand in victory lane quite a few times now with that uh, with that number thirty six car. Uh, a guy, you know, I, I got a chance to ride, you know, the the two and a half hour drive home uh, with a guy that that has uh, worked on that car quite a bit, Mister Brian McDonald. And uh, when we were on our way back, and he got a text saying that uh, that Lane Zardo won the the feature. Um, you put a big smile on Brian McDonald's face too, just so you know, it was, uh, it was pretty cool to see, you know, there was, uh, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the, the level of competition in the super stock series. Um, you know, we've had it right here on this program. We've had a number of guys that have built new cars. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of brand new iron, um, you know, that have, have, 
you know, been put in place uh, for the Quick Wick Superstock Series that's coming up. Uh, there's been a lot of attention, Sean, on on the 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 you know the actual Superstock Series itself, um, and that has attracted a tremendous amount of new iron uh, into the Superstock realm, if you will. And uh, you know, we had a great conversation about this on in, in the truck ride home, uh, which, by the way, fans. The truck ride home after a race is is more important than <laughs> being at the racetrack. There's a lot more fun and and so much you know cool conversation that comes from it. But we we had a a long drawn out conversation about you know the new iron in Superstock and how it's going to change the landscape of the sport. And that was on the way to the track. On the way back from the track, how about that? We see Lane Zardo in Kenny Groob's car, which is not one of those new iron. It's not one of those new pieces of iron. It is. It's a tried and true car. Yes, not saying it is. not saying that it's it's not the best of the best. I'm saying that it's you know it's the tried and true. It's the you know the OG, if you will, of Superstock racing. And uh, you know to see you go out and put it in victory lane against some of that new iron. That's got to be you know a feather in the cap heading into. To, uh, you know, a, a kind of a new era for super stock racing. Yeah, well, first and foremost, talking about Brian McDonald. I mean, I got to, uh, I've got to work alongside Brian with very small stuff. Uh, he does, uh, he did some shock work on uh, some of our other programs for for my own team uh, with our co- or with our late models, um, and working with him on Kenny Grubb's car. And you know, I always get some good one on one time with Brian, and and he's been tremendous with the amount of. Uh, with the amount of information and, and just all of his racing history, it's, it's so good to work with him. He's such a smart guy. And, you know, if I put a smile on his face, I'm doing a pretty cool thing uh, with uh, the amount of success he's had down States and everything. And, uh, you know, to follow that up with the new series, I mean, I, I've never been more jacked up to run a series in my life. I, I tried to follow the, the pro late model series and, and I just didn't have the, the funding <clears throat> or the support to, to really go after it. Um, so our pro late model program is actually sticking at sunset, but with the APC series super stocks, like you said, man, there's a lot of heavy iron, but there are some tried and true cars. Uh, the guys I'm really going to be, the guys I think that are going to be knocking on my door. Um, another tried and true car was at sunset last night, Brandon Passer. He, he gave me a wicked run for my money. He was, uh, I was able to clear him off a restart and he stayed uh, a car length, two car lengths back for me. Bumped doors a little bit. It was good, good racing. Uh, unfortunately, he had the tire go down and started fading back, so he's going to be a good car. He, he normally is up there as well. Um, and then on the flip side of that, we had Dwayne Baker. Uh, he was fast as hell in practice, won a heat, drove through uh, the field in the other heat. Uh, he had some unfortunate events, and he had to uh, go to the back about halfway through the feature, and he still drove up to third. Uh, if there's a late race caution, he would have given me a good run as well. Um, and uh, another tried-and-true car, uh, Trevor Colliver. He's He's kind of, me and him have had not really a rivalry. We've always had a lot of respect. We, we have a, a few beers or a few beverages, I'd say. After the races, we always have a lot of respect for each other, but it seems like every time me and him are on the track together, we're always, once again, racing for the same spots. Um, so that's another tried and true car. Uh, now, for the new iron, like I said, Dwayne Baker. Um, you know, we got, uh, we got Jamie Cox. I'm excited to see what he'd do. Uh, I know he's going to have a really good program. He's always well put together with the prolate model, so kind of stepping down, he'll be he'll be a force to reckon with. And and aside from the the new McCall cars that are coming out, every time Sean Chenoweth builds a new super stock, it's almost unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, he he's probably done it four or five times where he's built a new super stock from the ground up, and 
the car the car's almost unbeatable the whole year and then he sells it and then he <laughs> just goes right back to his normal stuff and and he got this car i believe from whitey so you're mixing some pretty dominant forces there and I'm very excited to see how this touring series is going to turn out. Delaware is going to be an amazing show. Absolutely, and there's still names like Todd Davenport, and there's still names like Jason Parker, and the list goes on and on. Oh, Garrett yeah. Tamirzma, who's going yeah, to be, yeah. going to be on the program, you know, coming up here, the winner over at Flambro. The 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 list goes on and on about the 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 level of competition that we're going to see out of the Superstocks, um, and and really, it's it's cool to see. I think there was good car counts. There was a decent car count at Flambro Speedway. How many cars were over there at Sunset? I believe 17. And, so, yeah, um, again. Like, I believe there's about three or four that were, were pretty dominant, including myself. Yep. And if we slipped up, there was uh, about five or six guys behind us that would have no problem uh, giving us a good door for the win. Exactly. They would have been right there. So you look at that, you know, there was a decent car count at, at two home tracks with zero fans in the stands. Uh, extrapolate that out over the year once we get into the heyday of summer um, into, you know, late late July, early August. And uh, I tell you what, there's going to be a stiff car count uh, everywhere, and I think that that's going to be something that's uh, that's pretty neat. It's uh, I- I'm definitely looking forward to it. Hats off to you! Congratulations on the win lane. Um, definitely, uh, you got something. You know, we talked to Trayton, in, and you know he's got something over his younger brother because he he went to Victory Lane and his younger brother didn't. So you got something over your older brother. You went to Victory Lane and he didn't. Yeah, and you know what? I was kind of joking about this, as sad as it is to say. So um, uh, with my older brother's program, I. Uh, Billy, Billy works his uh, Billy works his butt off on that car, but I, I have a big involvement in uh, my brother's race, and um, I'm there. Uh, I'm kind of calling all the shots, and I'm, I'm making sure uh, the tires are good. We had Brian Walt helping us uh, with his car, doing a lot of tire stuff, and obviously all of our other pit crew. But um, with the amount of work that I put into his program, I would all almost rather seen him win because <laughs> he really he really deserves it. He's been working his butt off, um, but he, he did have a good car. Had a little bit of a had a crate engine uh, against a lot of builds up there, so he did what he could. Absolutely, LZ. Got to ask you. Uh, I know today's Father's Day, uh, but how is Grandfather doing? How's Billy Senior doing there? Billy Senior, you know what, man? Like, the thing about owning your own business is he. I'll go there sometimes. Like he he own, he runs his own scrapyard. Mm-hmm. Um. So doing that, he's uh. He's able to either take out two or three engines a day with a torch, or he's either able to uh, sit there and drink beer and soak up the sun. And you know what? He does both. Uh, He's 80 years old, and uh, him owning his own business has kind of allowed him to, you know, work at his own pace, but equally feel important and always get out of bed and always do stuff. And, you know, the the involvement in racing, he's, uh, he gives her like, he's like, 20, 30 years old. I'm not even saying that about working. I'm just saying that about partying, drinking, anything. He's he's a very active dude. You know what? I, I, I hope I hope to God I am that in shape and I am that mentally there when I'm that age. He's, yeah, uh, you're a, gonna a be. Role in my life. You're gonna be, kiddo. Uh, you're a Zardo, and uh, I'll tell you what. That 46Z. Absolutely, everybody uh, is always in love with that car. Always has been, and. Uh, to see Billy and yourself and uh, just just the whole gang, man, uh, keeping it together and keeping it in this sport. Um, we, we just can't thank you enough for doing all you guys do and all your grandfather and everybody has done for this sport and continues to do. Uh, we got a great season coming up. 
Uh, and it's going to be the Quick Pick Firestarter uh, Super Stocks. It's going to be awesome to see you guys on the racetrack. And what's your next race? Where, whereabouts are you heading next? Yeah, really quickly, I wouldn't be able to do the season uh, with the Superstock without uh, the support of some of our amazing sponsors. So i got to give a quick shout-out to uh, Best Forest Products, Surefire Framing, Shookie's Mechanical, uh, Leslie Ford, Washington on the Hood, Al Rich's Backhoeing, Blue Water, ACR, TGM, RMT, uh, Maurice Trail over, and we actually picked up another new sponsor, uh, Can Do Homes. Uh, he said a kite came over and uh, said if we win the feature, we got a new sticker on the car, so... We were able to uh, get that done. But um, the next time I'll be on the track is with my own ProLay model program, um, which we acquired from McCall. Um, we'll be running that at Sunset for our weekly division. Cool. Uh, I'll be at Sunset next weekend. Uh, and I always enjoy it. Sunset, you know, it's such great hospitality, such a such a great place to go and race um, the facilities. You know, normally the fan atmosphere is unreal there. And then the next place I'll be in, uh, you know, that uh, the – the big bad Ford will be Delaware Speedway. And I, I don't have much experience at Delaware. The only experience I have at Delaware is a lap and a half and bending my rear end four and a half inches. So wow. I'm kind of hoping it goes a little bit better this time around. But, uh, you know, I'm in some good equipment. I got some really good people behind me. And we're going to have some good guys in the spotter stands, some good guys in the pits, some, and hopefully some good luck, man. That's, that's what it takes. You got the right motor for Delaware. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Wild. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, I've never been put back in my seat as much as I have been, especially on a restart. It is, it's wild. And these guys got the car, not only is it fast on the straightaways, it, it handles so goddamn good. Like, <laughs> uh, Brad, uh, our crew chief on that car, is, he, he's crazy about uh, track temps and he's crazy about stagger. And they do really simple work, and simple work apparently works really good in these cars. Well, you guys are doing it right. Uh, congratulations on getting out of the box with the win and uh, got much continued success at Delaware Speedway. I know that Blue Oval is going to be uh, one tough customer to beat. And Lane Zardo, uh, you get out there and get her done, buddy. Yeah, boys, I really appreciate you having me on the show and uh, best luck with the rest of your shows. And I, I hope I get to see you guys at the racetrack sooner than later and we can talk in person. Oh, man, I look forward to the day. We're going to keep it in the family. P.D. Shepard's coming up next, so you're going to have to uh, uh, keep her tuned, right, bud? Yeah, yeah, so you gotta you got to rattle them a little bit for me. <laughs> I will do that. Lane, thanks so much for the time. Say hi to the Big Z. All right, cheers, boys. Have a good show. You betcha. Lane Zardo, always great to catch up with Lane. Uh, he goes out there and wins last night at Sunset Speedway. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Petey Shepard III going to join us live tonight on Race Time. I'm Doug Butler, driving the number 10, listening to Race Time Radio. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of quick, quick fire starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using QuickWick fire starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your QuickWick fire starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. 
Quickwick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I like the sound of that tune. That is Joey Vinegar. That is uh, actually a relative of mine, uh, my cousin Mike. It is uh, Mike and Oliva's son, Joey. Uh, got a brand new album out. Have a listen to it. Just Google Joey Vinegar. Check him out. Uh, what a diversified musician. Yeah, definitely. This, this guy's got a lot happening. He's got a lot of credentials, uh, you know, not just uh, with the guitar, but with uh, with every instrument. He's uh, he's a pretty cool cat. He sure is. We're talking short track racing tonight, and uh, we're going to make it off there to Petey Shepard here in mere moments. Uh, Petey's getting ready again for another APC series this year, I do believe. Uh, but we're going to find out. We're going to find out what that 22 car's got all in store, as a uh, matter of fact. Susie with the magic has got Petey Shepherd on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Petey? How are you, buddy? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Uh, let's have a look at 2021. How are things shaping up for the number 22 car? I think they're going to shape up well. I mean, um, lots of change in the offseason. Um, ourselves and along with everybody else, I think, um, there was a fast car out there. So whenever that happens and the game's changed, everyone's got to shape up and do their homework and get a little bit better. And that's kind of the predicament we're in as well. Petey, you were so, so close last year on so many races. Man, if you would have had just, a, I don't know, like a tad, just a tad of good luck, uh, you would have had a number of victories last year. 
Uh, it, it, not a bad season last year, but uh, I know you'll be chomping at the bit. You were one competitive guy. If I've known you, uh, which I have, since you were a little wee guy, uh, you're one competitive cat. And I know you don't quit until you get that flag. <laughs> Absolutely. I know the APC Chev was really, really fast every race. And, you know, um, the outside looking in, you think overall it's, it's a pretty good year um, with when it comes to finishes. But, I mean, we wanted to get that win. That was the biggest thing for us. And I think that win probably could have changed things a little bit and maybe thrust a little more momentum underneath us as well and, you know, kept that going. But um, we were really close the last race of the year. We were still off by a little bit. Um, you look at the, I guess you look at the numbers, there was a pretty big gap between, you know, us and the, the fourth place car, but there's also a pretty big gap between us in uh, second and as well as first. So kind of an interesting year the way everything shook out, um, you know, five-race schedule. But, um, this year we have eight races and a lot more time to adjust and get better, and we're, we're starting with a little bit of experience, so we're excited about it. Petey, when we take a look at the tracks that the APC Series is going to run on this year, uh, and, and we take Ducasse out of there, I, when I first initially looked at this, I went, uh, good news, bad news. Uh, you know, when, when you look at different race teams, uh, there, there's some guys that really, uh, Jucasa was intimidating to them. And, uh, you know, some guys r- real tentative heading into a track like that, uh, with PD Shepard, not so, you know, you're used to running on those big tracks, man. You've, you've flown your way around Daytona International Speedway and big tracks like that. So Jucasa would be one of those ones. When I seen that fall off the map, I went, huh, not good for a guy like PD Shepard because he loves tracks like that. But when you take a look at Delaware Speedway, half mile and look at the success that P.D. Shepard has had at a place like Delaware, well, it takes that bad news story and probably makes it into a good news story. Not that we see Jucasa being uh, gone off the schedule as good news. I'm strictly speaking from a success standpoint. And you at Delaware, man, that half mile track and you go together. Yeah, no, for sure. It's funny because... Delaware is a place where there's a lot of really good guys in the series that cut their teeth there and had a lot of success. But, I mean, my last season in the Pinty series, we, we ended up winning that. That was uh, before I shut it down for a few years. We ended up winning that race there, and I didn't follow up with Mossport. But, yeah, it's a place we've always had success at. I think, you know, I, I speak on behalf of a lot of people are going to miss you, Cass. It was uh, something that really was a, a shining light, for sure, in racing in Ontario, specifically in Canada. Actually, everywhere, everyone wanted to go there. You have guys from the States who were talking about those races. But, um. Yeah, adding Delaware back is great with the new ownership. Um, a lot of positive things happening there. Um, we needed that in, in, in place, and I think that everybody's going to do a spectacular job, and we're, we're going to make sure we make the most of that show opening night. Petey, there was, uh, you know, right off the beginning of the show, I touched on it and touched on it again right after talking to Trayton Lapsovich. But um, the, you know, last season, I don't think it was a, you know, it, it, it's not a surprise to anybody to say that that you guys had you know your ducks in a row and and everybody at McCall and and under that McCall banner uh, you guys had uh, the world by the tail if you, if you could um, you, you guys were banging on all cylinders and and uh, you know everybody in that camp. Uh, really, you know, had an advantage um, somewhere, whether it be uh, whatever it was, team to team, um, you guys you guys had it. And, uh, uh, you know, in racing, um, there's always somebody trying to catch up. Uh, looking at the success that we've seen out of Trayton Lapsovich, I know it's only one race, um, but uh, was there a lot of buzz talking about the success out of that WMI camp? Well, you always, I think you're always worried about your own program first and foremost and getting better every single time. And if you're not if you're not doing that, you're already behind the eight ball. But, yeah, you're always kind of looking over your shoulder, too. And, 
a guy like Trayton, he's always been so good and so smooth. You give him a lead like that, and I mean that car wasn't missing a beat for sure. It was uh, it was dialed in 100%. But the way he drives it, he makes a lot of race cars look good because he's that talented. So, um, yeah, I mean for sure, there's no doubt those guys are going to be hard to beat as well. Um, that's going to make the series that much better and stronger. And I think that's the way everyone has to look at it. Is uh, you know, just more overall competition. As if the as if the AP series needed any more of that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But absolutely, no. It's going to make things more exciting. And who knows? Rivalries. Uh, you look at the least the least Montreal series rivalries will make things fun, right? I'm sure that'll be a rivalry. And uh, yeah, he's going to be tough to beat. But um, we got to worry about our program. Make sure we're as fast as we possibly be. Absolutely. How about test time? Are you going to get any of that in before that Delaware race? I can't imagine you're going to fly into that one, pull it out of the box. You're <laughs> you're probably going to get a little bit of test time. Have you got anything sort of laid out yet, Pete? Yeah, we're going to make sure we get on there for sure before that race weekend. That's uh, I mean, I haven't been behind the wheel yet this year, so seeing those guys in the track, it makes you hungry and you want to get into it. Um, but, yeah, we, we definitely plan on getting there for sure. Um, we're going to get some good laps in and make sure we shake it down. It's been a, a long time since I've been there, so we'll see how uh, things pan out. But it'll be a really good uh, you know, opening opening day run for us to make sure that we're, uh, we're ready to go for the season. I can't remember what year it was, Petey, but I was uh, at Delaware Speedway covering the NASCAR Penny Series, uh, back then Canadian Tire Series. Uh, you were in that national exhaust dodge. Um, and I can't remember what year it was, but, uh, I can tell you, I can remember the race and, uh, you were nowhere to be found in the top 10. Uh, things were going along, going along. And I, I want to say that it was either Scott Steckley or DJ Kennington running out front. Uh, they were just clipping along. And out of nowhere comes P.D. Shepard. And, I mean, you were coming just like a freight train, as if you just dropped a brand-new motor. And I was going, I, I turned to Sue and I said, where the hell did P.D. come from? And you were coming. And uh, I'll tell you what, that day was m- that memorable that I remember the race. Can't remember the year, but uh, the success with you in Delaware. Well, what is it about that racetrack you love? Yeah, absolutely. London's a place I call home now too, right? So that's uh, you, you always yeah. circle that one in the schedule too. When you get a lot of friends, friends and family can join, and obviously they're going to be they're watching on television this time. G Force TV, which is great, what they're doing with the series. Um, won't probably won't be able to be there for for night one, but who knows? Things change by the day. But yeah, that's that's something that I think that um, in the Pinty series, the transition over and again, I've had time, so there's no excuses anymore. But I always was able to dial. I, I feel like I'm a type of guy who dials the car in very well as the race goes along. And uh, I started to learn last year what I needed early on because basically to, to me these races are a shootout, right? So you got to be dialed in, you got to be ready to go, and uh, you don't have that time and sequence anymore. So uh, you make sure you're right. And I felt like the last, you know, the last few races, even Sunset, we got a lot better at it. But but Ducasse, I felt like we we have we needed to start and. Um, you know, we need to continue that momentum this year as well. Yeah, and momentum plays a key role in this sport. Uh, and I know family does too. Look at this. Lane, uh, cousin Lane goes to Victory Lane Sunset last night. We just heard from him. Pressure's on now, Petey. Oh, sorry. What was that, Joe? I kind of cut it the last second. Well, Lane Lane goes to Victory Lane at Sunset last night. Uh, that pressure's on you now to keep that family sort of pushing up that, uh, that checkered flag pole. Oh yeah, well, those guys, my cousins, they've got more victories than I have the last few years. So they got bragging rights right now for sure. But I mean, he's literally named after Victory Lane, so I mean, he's got no excuses. He's got to be there. But um, they're all heck of, heck of a drivers, and I, and I love seeing them getting good equipment. You know, 
Um, Lane, whenever he's in something like that, um, he, he's a threat to win no matter what division it is, no matter what. I have a co- complete faith in him. He does a heck of a job behind the wheel for sure. And, and Billy always tries really hard. He's a very good race car driver too. He's got a lot of speed behind him. So never doubted their talent, either one of them. So it's not surprising when they get in something like that and they, uh, they, they turn heads for sure. Incredible. Sponsorship-wise, you got the 22 all stickered up. Uh, any more room to jump on a winning car? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's always there's always opportunities for anybody. But we've got the the APC total back again for this year. Uh, very very excited to have APC canoes on board. Uh, they've done wonders for me and, and racing. You know, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a great it's been a short run so for only the one season. But it's uh, you know it's a blessing and a pleasure to race with these guys. And then having total on board as well, great supporters of all racing. So um, all those guys are back again. Um, Lots of decals on that car, but you never know. There's always a chance to squeeze some more stuff in. So just get in contact with us, and we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. You're <laughs> dynamite, PD. Hey, we've enjoyed the time tonight on Race Time. I know we look forward to that July race at Delaware. Uh, APC Series race number one. We're looking forward to it. I know you're going to be a threat, buddy. Thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. No worries. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe and Joe. You betcha. Petey Shepard, always a threat. Look out, Junior. He's going to be one of those guys. Uh, give him a little test time. Watch out. Petey Shepard's a threat to win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Petey Shepard, um, you know, looking at last season, um, you know, he he left that season, you know, knowing that that season owed him more. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's there's probably 10 guys in that category, right? And, and you know, you, you, the names can, can go on and on. Um, but when you look at the success and the speed, he was always right there, yeah, knocking right on there. the door of the 78, knocking on the door of the nine. Um, you know, he was that next car that was the, the cream of the crop. And it, there was, um, and the, but there was nothing left in that car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was nothing left in it. Uh, yeah. PD Shepard still had more in him, yeah. but there was nothing left in that 22 at no, the end. No, he got everything out that he, he did. could possibly get out of it. And, you know, you, you look at, uh, you know, you look at the events that, that took place at, at each one of those tracks and, and, Really, there was nothing that Petey could have done other than have just that little tick of speed. And we're not talking a tenth of a no. second here. No, no. We're, we're talking, talking less. Just, just like just the ability to get underneath the 78 or just the ability to get underneath yes. the 9 in a clean way. And uh, it, it just it, it didn't transpire. And, and you know, I think that Petey Shepard is going to go into the season hungrier than, than ever. And uh, I can't wait to see the racing. Well, Pete Shepard isn't the kind of guy that is going to make a lane, if you will. He's not going to be the guy that is going to go in there and slam you out of the way to get the spot. He needs to have the car to be able to to to, to get that spot because uh, he's not the kind of guy that's going to drive through you. He wants to drive around oh, you. Oh, Petey Shepard will move you. No, no. He'll move you if you move him. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. But, but Petey Shepard will run he's you He's not going to wreck you. Exactly. Never. He's not going to wreck you. He's going to drive He's going to drive past you and... And uh, you know he's he, he is he's cautiously aggressive in every in every way of the word. Uh, just a clean race car driver all around, and and uh, fun to watch. Yeah, incredible. Uh, we are going to throw us back to Toronto. Get you up to date on your news, your highlights. Uh, you may have missed over the last oh say hour, and then we're going to come back for hour number two, and it's wall to wall winners. Uh, Garrett Tamirsma is coming up. Uh, we're even going to check in with Paul Maltese. He went to Victory Lane. And, of course, Rory Smith out in B.C. All still to come. Hour two begins in 90 seconds. Back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. 
And then Junior and I are back for one more full hour. Stay right there. We will be back. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 67. Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. (laughs) We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. We're getting up talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Hi, I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And last night, oh, last night, Sunset Speedway was rolling. Flamborough Speedway was hopping. Uh, Of course, no race fans, but uh, hang in there. Hang in there. Fans are going to be allowed back at the racetracks. And trust me when I say when that day comes, uh, the race teams are going to be ready. Uh, Our next guest will definitely be ready. Uh, He went to Victory Lane last night at Flamborough Speedway in that number 17 way freight machine. Of course, I'm talking about Garrett Tremersma. He is with us on the hotline as we speak. Garrett, what's going on? How you doing? Hi, Joe. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I, I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on tonight. Oh man, Absolutely. I feel like such a knob. I do. Uh, this morning, I'm on. I'm on my social media, zipping around, and uh, I see Garrett on there, and. Uh, I said, hey, bud, you're going to be in Victory Lane before you know it. Any time, like, you're ready to go. Then oh, yeah. I find out. Then I find out I totally missed your win at Flamborough Speedway last night. Uh, Junior sent a message last night saying, hey, uh, uh, Joe, I've got the 17 all lined up. He won last night at uh, Flamborough. I've already got them all lined up. I went, oh, man, I totally missed that win. Uh, I missed it on G-Force. The rain got me. And, uh, hey, congratulations on the win. Sounds like you got that machine firing on all cylinders, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. I, uh, we, we were dialed in last night. It was a great night at Flamborough Speedway. I mean, uh, we had thir- 12 or 13 cars out in uh, the super stock field. And, I mean, the rain set us back a bit, but, but we were ready for it. You know, uh, our, uh, we've been testing with our car and spending a lot of time in this off season preparing for the upcoming uh, Quick Quick Provincial Series. And this was just a great way to start off our season. Garrett, uh, yesterday you were walking through the pits, and uh, I said, hey, come over here. Come over here. We need to talk. And yeah. y- you know, I, I look at uh, I, you know I look at your program, uh, where you've been over the last couple of years. Um, you know, in in Superstock, 
uh, every time you guys hit the racetrack, you, you seem to get better. Um, a race that stands out to me is is Sobble Speedway last year. Uh, you put on a whale of a show. You, you went from the back to the front. Uh, you know, you, you took damage. You gathered it back up. You drove it back up to the front. Like, you drove a, a heck of a race. And the pedigree that your family has within the uh, within Ontario, uh, really within Canada, in 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 uh, the sport of auto racing, uh, is is absolutely incredible. But you are carrying on that name uh, in a big way. And you know, last night obviously uh, was was a testament to that. Uh, but but you guys are poised and and really building something uh, and and building back up a team uh, that had sat dormant for a while. You know, when you look at, at Steve and you look at Derek uh, and the success that they had um, in, in late models, in the All-Star Series, in Cascar, and in all the different forms of racing that they did in Oscar, um, you know, that team sat for a little while and then, and then you kind of, you, you know, took over the reins and, and now you guys are, are back banging on all cylinders and, um you know, heading into this season, I could tell talking to you yesterday, you are excited about what is in front of you. And I think, you know, it's echoed across the entire, the entire, you know, division. There's a lot of excitement, but uh, if there's an excitement award and, and if there's a, a roster or like a qualifying order, I think you're P1 on that list of excitement. I appreciate the compliments and uh, the kind words, Joe. Um, I mean, you're right. Uh, our team kind of went a little dormant from the racing scene because uh, my uncle and my dad, they both stepped away from cars and late model racing because uh, I guess their time had just come. And I was coming up through the ranks. I spent some years in four-cylinder mini stocks learning how to drive. And then when we finally came into the super stock scene about four or five years ago, we, we didn't really have a program. And uh, it, it took a while for us to build something that was reliable, and we didn't really have a setup book. And we wanted to, we wanted to do it on our own. We wanted to have our own setup notes. We, we didn't want to, I don't want to phrase it this way, but we didn't want to buy our success. We wanted to make sure we earned it. And... Uh, that's kind of what we've done now. We, we've spent a lot of time going to a lot of different tracks in Ontario, and we've built a notebook, and we've, we've found some solid, uh, some solid games in our program. And just the little things, you know, the small little bolt checks, we, uh, we've, we've been on top of it uh, every week. And last year, you know, we, we, we went through that Sobble race, like you said. There was some damage. I fell back, but I made it back through. And a lot of it comes down to I've, I've also improved a little bit as a driver because I used to drive with a big, uh, a big head, you know. I, I thought I had to win every lap, and I had to make the pass right now. And I, if uh, the checkered flag was coming out next lap, I wasn't going to be winning. And I just learned to be a little bit more patient. And I think that's especially uh, showing in how I won last night. Um, I was running fourth, and... I was having a hard time passing uh, one of the cars for third. I was right on his bumper, but I didn't I didn't want to push it too hard because I knew we still had a long way to go to the end of the race. And then first and second got a little bit too excited and took each other out. And it kind of handed me a gift. You know, I all of a sudden got a caution and first place and i was able to control the race from there you know yep, yeah absolutely. and you gotta you gotta be able to take advantage and like you say you have the patience you let the race develop take what the car will give you 
and you are in the right spot at the right time. You got to be in the right spot at the right time and then be able to, you know, carry forward and maintain it. And it sounds like you did a masterful job. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go back to G-Force. I want to see that super <laughs> stock race. I did miss it. And uh, I can't wait to go back and watch it. Junior said it was a whale of a show. Yeah, I mean, it was a blast from my perspective. Uh, I was I was ecstatic in my interview. I, my mind was running 100 miles per hour. I couldn't get the words out of me fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way. That's and, and you know what? That shows... That shows the work, the dedication, and all those long hours in the shop, all off-season long in building that car to get into that position, and then you hit victory lane right at the beginning of the season. That'll set you up, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's no better way to start a season than with a win. I mean, we, we checked all the boxes yesterday. We were first in practice. You know, everything on the car uh, went smoothly. We were calm, collected. I mean, with the no qualifying, that was a little bit tricky, and we started mid-pack. But like I said, I just told myself to be patient, and I knew that we had the speed to make it through. We had the fastest lap. We led a bunch of laps. I mean, uh, I have a new sponsor, and I got some GeForce TV time for them. Uh, I mean, I checked all the boxes, and it just got me more and more excited. For the Quick Quick Series, that's going to be partnering the APC Series at Delaware Speedway July 2nd. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I'm actually holding it right now in my hand. You, you mentioned it. You took my words right out of my mouth. But uh, I was going to mention, not only did were you fastest in practice and you won the race, but you also had the fastest lap time in the race. Um, and, you know, when you look at the names that are there, um, the names that are synonymous with street stock, super stock, undercar, whatever you want to call it over the past 15 years at, at Flamborough Speedway, uh, and those names are, are Randy Rusnell, those names are Brad Collison, you know, uh, uh, Steve Cashmore, uh, you professional know, uh, those, short those track guys racers, there, right there. Those, those guys are, yeah. are 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 you know everything in this sport. Um, and uh, Kevin Gallant, you know, I would I would throw him in there as well. Um, yeah. And and you know you you laid down a lap time of a you know a sixteen six seven. Uh, the the next fastest lap time is a sixteen seven, and that was by Ryden Lapsovich. Um, just uh, an, an incredible showing from your team. Talk a bit about Way Freight and what it means to your program. I know Rick and those guys at Way Freight, uh, you know, have been a part of the Tamirzma name. If I think Tamirzma, right? If I right. if I hear that name, yeah. I can see the Way Freight logo. That's how that's how long it's been, and that's how you know connected you guys have been. Um, but talk a bit about that program and talk about the support that Rick gives you guys because he's, the, the, you know, that, that company, Wayfreight, uh, has been uh, has been incredible. So a little bit about Wayfreight. They, uh, they're a trucking company out of Guelph. And uh, the, rela- the relationship originally started with my uncle, uh, Derek Timersma and Rick Way. I think about 15 years ago or so, when they went super late model racing in Oscar and um, it was a new partnership and they started it off with a bang and they went out and won a championship. So it, we knew it was going to be a good relationship with those guys from the start. And eventually when I, when I started super stock racing, I didn't really have a sponsor and my uncle Derek was still using way freight. And then he got out of racing. And at that time, Rick way was transitioning uh, out of the business 
for his son John Way to take it over at Way Freight. He runs that now. And so John and I started talking a bit, and he was still interested in keeping racing going. So one thing led to another, and uh, he, he, the first year he said, ah, let, let's just try this out, you know, I'll give you a little bit of money, you put the name in the car, we try some things, and it, it, it just has grown ever since. And, I mean, our, our way freight program, like, we, uh, we just know what we expect, and that's part of also why we go to Flamborough, because it's right in way freight's backyard. We want to support them because they have supported our team for the last 15 years. They've helped us get to the track more than any other sponsor has in the history of Teamersman Motorsports. How cool is that? You hear of second and third generation drivers, and you know that's Garrett's second generation. Um, is it third generation? Did your grandfather race too? Yeah, well, my uh, my grandfather did race. However, he wasn't the first to race. So I, I'm technically a third generation driver, but um, it was more that my parents, or sorry, my dad and my uncles were the first to race, and my grandfather came in after. Oh, oh that's, right yeah, that's right, too. Yes, 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 at, yeah. at Peterborough Speedway, actually, now that I think exactly. of it. You know, uh, I was just going to say, how cool is this? You get second-generation, third-generation driver, and now you're looking at sponsorship on the second generation. Rick steps out, his son steps in. Kind of cool when you guys make that relationship and uh, see where it ends up. As time moves forward, uh, definitely with checkered flags, it really helps. Uh, with, with the win now, Flamborough Speedway last night, now you set your sights on Delaware and the series coming up. What all have you got planned for the summer of 2021? Well, I mean, I'm hoping to be chasing a lot more checkered flags than just last night. I hope I win them all. If, I know it's hard, but I, that's what our goal is. And I'm, I'm really hoping to just go out and win as many races as possible. And typically the points sort themselves out after. You know, if you win all the races, you don't have to worry about the points. And uh, we'll, we'll be racing pretty much wherever there's a race. <laughs> we'll be going to the Quick Quick Series, and if there's home track races the week after, we'll be at those home track races as well. Because the best way to tune your car is to continue to run it and make fine adjustments. Uh, awesome stuff. You did a great job last night. I know you're going to keep that streak going, and uh, we got your phone number. We're going to keep it right here, logged in. And uh, that next victory, I'm not going to miss it, Garrett. I'm going to be on the next one. And uh, we want to get you back on this show, my friend. For sure. I would love to come back on the show, guys. I appreciate the interview, and thank you for having me on. You betcha. Good luck. And uh, so racing next Saturday night for you, are you going to take a weekend off to reload, or are you going right back at it next weekend? So we, we won't be racing next weekend as uh, we can we couldn't find a place for us to race Saturday night. So our next race will be July 2nd at Delaware Speedway on G-Force TV. Ah, and fans will not miss it. Garrett, good luck and uh, be safe, brother. Uh, congratulations on the big win. Thank you again, guys. You betcha. Watch that 17, Junior. He's uh, one of those guys. Like you said before, add up these other guys. Jason Parker, seen him doing some testing at the beach uh, just one day last week there. Tell you what, that car's quick. 
He wasn't as fast as he wants to be. Of course, brand new car, takes it out of the box. I said, Jay, how did you make out? He goes, a eh, little slow in spots, but we're getting it. And you can't expect anything more than that, right? You get a brand new car. But look at the competition in that super stock class. Tell you what, quick, quick, fire starters. Man, I'll tell you what, they fired them all up. Yeah, they did. You know, when you when you look at, you you know, we're not even talking about the Delaware contingent of super stocks oh, that are down there. I know. There's a tremendous amount. Oh, I, we mentioned, you know, the, the Travis Culliver portion, um, you know, w- when we're talking to Lane. But Have you seen but, his car? Yeah, the Trevor. Culliver? Culliver. Have yes, you seen absolutely. his car? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Man, but, what a machine. You know, you, you look at the names, Todd Davenport and, and you know, Brad Collison and, and you know, Garrett and uh, Lane Zardo, and the, the list goes on and on. There's probably 30 names that we can draw from, and we were talking about this in the truck last night on the way home. There's probably 30 names that can feasibly win at, well, on any given night. Was Wilkie down there? I was Wilkie down he there was not in the down 33? At, he was not down at Flamborough. I don't yeah. know whether he was over I don't know sunset. whether he's Sunset or not. But uh, that Bruce Bester car and, and uh, you know, th- those guys are building towards something big oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's really crazy to see. Um, you know, there was some names last year that uh, that popped up as well that, uh, you know, that, that ran inside the top five. Um, you know, at at some of those races, like the Jucasa race and like the Sauble race as well. Um, you know, and then as well, there's there's a couple of names that have you know stepped from Superstock over into the Hot Rod series, and and then vice versa. There's mm. there's been a couple of names that have jumped from the modifieds into the Superstock, so it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be a wild one. Uh, that's all I can say is uh, you know it's it's going to uh, it's going to become something that is uh, that is very radical. Um, the number one thing, and you know, and this comes from the conversation last night uh, with Andrew Grizzell and Brian McDonald. Um, I really hope that they keep it in check on 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 the cost side of things. Yes, yes. You know this 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 series is all great, and I'm not saying a negative thing about it. There's nope. nothing negative about the series. No, the, everything is 100 percent positive. I love everything that is happening. The only thing that you know is is scary to me is Superstock has been you know kind of the kingpin of home track series or home track divisions across the board. Um, you know, they do have to be very careful and, and I hope that the powers to be that are overseeing the entire thing, keep that mindset the, all, all the way through, because really sure the competition base is huge when we lump them all together right now, the right. rule book is all lumped together, but really the cost side of things can get out of hand quickly. Very so, quickly. You know, with that competition base comes a lot of responsibility. And I think that the APC series has done a good job of that as well as the home tracks working together with keeping prolate model where it's at. Um, but it can start to get out of hand very quickly. And, uh, you know, the, the cost side of things have to remain affordable in that super stock division. If they're not, if you hear guys building seventy five, eighty thousand dollars race cars, Uh-oh. those guys deserve to be in late model. Super stocks need to be an affordable class. Um, you know, and, and moving forward, that division is kind of a linchpin, if you will, or or you know, the kingpin in 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 the entire sport because that is a stepping stone. Sure and it is. With the second that it becomes not a stepping stone, it becomes, you know, a little bit scary because really you know, the end of the day, you, you need somewhere to go, 
and you know you need you need that that ladder system to continue to work um, in order for this whole sport to happen. Um, and uh, you know you got to be real careful. The numbers that I've heard thrown around, you know, in the dollars and cents category on building super stocks, you know, they started to get out of hand a couple of years ago. But hearing some of the numbers now, there's some scary numbers. So, um, you know, if that is one thing and, and one thing that, you know, I think that the industry kind of echoes what I'm saying, um, that is something that uh, really needs to be kept in check. Well, and the only people that keep that in check, well, of course, the rule book has a lot to do with it. And, but but the, the, racers, the teams, the teams, teams as well, 100%. Uh, they can eat themselves. You know that, right? Uh, that, that We've seen that happen more than once in this sport. Let's hope that doesn't take place uh this go around anyway we're gonna hit a quick break when we come back how about another uh, a veteran a veteran in this sport wins at sunset speedway paul motis we're gonna make some time we're gonna grab paulie on the other side of the break before we get to bc and talk to a twin 50 winner out in bc royce uh, rory smith uh but first paul Maltese on the other side of the break stay with us Hey, race fans, J.R. Fitzpatrick, driver of number 84. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dump sauce. We gotta eat dump sauce. But I got a good day. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And 
And welcome back to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. You know, uh, Sunday morning, I love uh, picking up my cell phone, uh, you know, get up in the morning, relax, and just sort of cruise around and see what all took place on Saturday night. Because uh, big old country, lots of short track action takes place, uh, of course, over the weekend and uh, looking through some different stuff and you know, you can look through all your social media and not get through and get everything. And uh, I'm searching through and I see, uh, you know, Flamborough Speedway had their stuff going on. And I caught some of it on G-Force. And uh, my wife, Sue, she's got her iPad going. She's looking. She goes, hey, did you see Paul Maltese one over at Sunset Speedway? I said, no, really? I I, I missed it. She goes, oh, you got to watch this video. Watch the interview with Paul Maltese. I'm telling you what, I was so excited. Uh, I had to message Paul right away and say, look, we got to get you on Race Time Radio. Hopefully we get enough time tonight. I really want to do that. Paul said, here's my number. Uh, It'll be great. And you know what? We got Paul Maltese on the hotline with us right now. Paul, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Man, hey, congratulations. I know uh, uh, that interview you did last night was priceless, my friend. Uh, Good to see you back in Victory Lane. Good job. Well, thank you. It was a long time coming. I didn't think I had it in me anymore, but my son's been getting better, so I got to step up my game a little bit, so... Well, you guys worked awful hard in the off season. I know uh, it's not just getting ready. You know, you and your son, you got a whole pile of things happening. Uh, and how did you ever get ready for a race yourself? Oh, well, I don't know. We just love race cars. So late hours in the shop and just keep plugging away. I mean, we're in love with it, always have been. So it's just something that instead of sitting down watching TV, we like to go to the garage and play with cars so it's, uh it's just something we do well you know? num- number one we thank you for that because you yeah. guys put on a great show and uh we thank everybody out there that is that way because uh that that gives us something to talk about for sure number one <laughs> and uh you know over the years paul you know i've i've watched you you know a lot of years racing I'm not calling you old by saying that, just so you know. <laughs> I'm just saying I've, I've, I've stood up top and, and watched you, uh, you know, race for, for a lot of years. Um, you guys have always brought a, a professional team to the racetrack. You guys have always looked right when you showed up in the back gate. Uh, you, you know, your, your car has always been fast and been competitive. And, you know, the, the win last night, uh, you could see it in your, in your face. I love those, those times in the sport where, where you know, there's an interview uh, where the, the mic goes in the face right after a big moment. And that, that can be on the positive or the negative side, right? So if something negative happens on the racetrack and somebody, you know, speaks their mind and says something, it's equally as exciting for the fan base as, as seeing the positive story. But last night it was one of the positive stories. And, and you know, the excitement, the um you know the the energy level the you know everything to do with winning a race um talk a little bit about getting you know back into victory lane getting into victory lane in your program uh and and really uh, under the circumstances that were there talk a little bit about the the importance of that for your program sure well first of all thank you for the compliment i mean that means a, a lot to me and my family that you guys think of us that way um we do 
try hard to represent the sport and do as, as best we can with with the budget we have, which is tight. You know, we're family-run business, so we gotta gotta watch everything, keep your house paid, and keep everything done, and then try and go racing with limited funds. And then last night, just everything just kind of worked together. I mean, we've we've had some shots at some wins in, in late mall in the last couple of years, but just didn't end up either. You know, I didn't get into the guy, or I didn't rub him, and I just don't race that way. And I just finished second, and was proud of finishing second. Uh, just last night just seemed to be my turn to, and and don't get me wrong, running side by side with Dustin Mummerket. I mean, Dale and them have been working on Shaw, been working on his car. That kid's no slouch. He's going to be good in that in that class and that field. So, I mean, but he ran me the way I ran, you know, a second place guy, uh, side by side. Little you know, rub here and there, but that's nothing that I wouldn't do either. But I mean, he totally had some opportunities and didn't and didn't capitalize, which is I'm thankful for that. So, I think he's going to be you know an up and coming star. There's no doubt about it. Um, our family, we're just just thrilled to to be able to even consider that late model uh, an opportunity to, to, to even win, especially with our budget. We've had some good fortune over the over the winter. I, you know, I put some money in some draws and won a crate and won some pulley sets and, and, and had some some help with fellow racers buying these draw tickets to help us all out. And it just fell on my lap and, and just, you know, made the car just what it really was missing, some of that little bit of finance that I didn't have. Well, you, you know, got to you got to be good to be in that position, and and Paul, you guys have done that. Uh, you've done your homework. You got the car. You got everything that you need. Uh, take us back through the race. Where did you qualify? Where did you roll off? And how did the race develop for you? Well, we we finished first and second in our in our heats, so we had really good speed in the car, even right from the heat races. It was nice to even win a heat race, you know. Which I'm, in, I'm excited to go back to heats. We've not been running heats for a while now. We've been doing time trials, and I just grew up driving with heats. You know, eight laps, ten laps, duke it out, give everything you got, make positions. And and I, I didn't realize how much I missed that until we started doing them lately in the late models. And now at sunset, we're going to be doing heat races every every time we're out with the limited. So it's right up my wheelhouse, to be honest. So I mean, we we qualified really well, and then Saturday night we decided to do an outlaw draw. There was five or six of us and we just pulled numbers and gave it to whoever you wanted to whether you liked them whether it was the only option on the table um i think kendra had to pull a number and i was the last one not with a number which she pulled two and handed it right to me so it was a a nice starting spot and it just it, it just we led every lap so it was the perfect storm type of thing absolutely and when you run those heats a lot can be said about that as you just mentioned you learn a lot in a heat race even if you know there's sometimes uh, you get your track and there's i don't know 14 cars or 12 cars or whatever and you know fans will say well why are you running two heats of six cars it doesn't make any sense well it does make sense it does make sense to the fact that you know the the guys have also paid to be out here, so you got to give them some track time. But not only that, you do learn uh, a lot in a heat race about what's going to take place in that future race, right? Well, yeah, you, you, it's another opportunity to tune on your car. I mean, 100%. every heat race we had last night, I did an adjustment and did an adjustment. 
you know, uh, and it just it gives you opportunities to feel how your car is beside somebody. Where time trials and stuff like that doesn't put you in those positions. So you make your car better if you if you've got the right skills to do it. Other people can tune it out. Some people can tune them in. And uh, my favor, if I can get a chance to wrench on my car and be beside somebody to learn more about it, it's a, it's a it's a it's a plus for me and my my team. Absolutely, and I've I've always been you know a, a, a huge advocate for that that heat race and makes a better feature always. It, and that's precisely why is because you've got that opportunity to make that adjustment on you know whatever it may be. Um, if you just run by yourself in practice and you can tune to make a fast lap time. But you can't tune to make your car turn on the inside or the outside, right? Like you, right. you, no, you, no. you simply, exactly you, you mean, simply side turn. Side by side is yeah. different than 100%. 100%. But, uh, yeah. uh, Paul, talk a little bit about the, um, the, the landscape over at Sunset Speedway. Um, you know, the, the addition of pro late models um, and then the, the combination with limited late models uh, and the schedule that's ahead of you for the season. Uh, I know Sunset, you know, released their COVID schedule um, and and it looks like a very ambitious schedule. You guys have got a lot of racing over there. Um, but talk a little bit about the landscape, you know, with that, that uh, the deal with, with, with pro late models and limited late models um, and, and kind of the landscape of where it's headed over there. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I uh, had to get that limited out and running. It just, it, with the pros coming in, it's a stronger division right now. And just to not support the limited late model show and have, you know, three dozen expensive race cars get pushed to the side or just drop down and say uh, a feature, feature purse or just not been offered a place to run, it's important that if you had a limited late model that you you got to support it and brian's really good i mean he's going to support that class till the end providing he can put on a show with those cars Mm -hmm. right so i mean i got to support it as much as i can afford it and own a car we got to be there absolutely well and you did a dynamite job you did exactly what you were supposed to do got that car out uh, you got it ready to go, and you went out and won yourself a race. Uh, when's the next time you belt in to that car and go after a second one? Uh, I think the uh, I think it's the third, the Saturday after Delaware. So it was Delaware the second or the third, one of those days. We have uh, a, a race at Sunset on the Saturday after that event. Nice. So and it's another doubleheader for me. So it'll be Connor and the mini stock and. And me and the limited late model, so we'll we'll see what we could do. No rest for the wicked, is there, Paula? You got to keep going. Nope. That's right. You got it. <laughs> well, good good job, sponsor on that car. You would have made him real happy, buddy. Who were they? Well, mostly me. I mean, uh, Presto Appliances is my family-run business. Auto Trim that usually makes our cars look really pretty. Just he unfortunately just. COVID put him in a bit of a spiral of craziness at his shop, so he couldn't get the stickers we needed. Auto trim. Uh, Bayside Auto and Barry helps me a lot. He's been a longtime supporter. Um, just just kind of friends and family that help us out. We don't have any big sponsors, but we do what we can do. So, Well, and you do a damn good job doing what you do, bud. Congratulations on the victory at Sunset Speedway, and uh, much continued success. Don't you worry, man. We're watching all the time, buddy. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate everything you do for the sport. 
I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. Well, you have a super night. Uh, keep it going. We'll talk to you again real soon. I can't wait, guys. Paul Maltese, watch for him. He's gonna. He's just getting started, Junior. Another season. Watch him go. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, you know, it's it's amazing. You know what? Uh, a, you know, a, a new motor can do. You know, like he mentioned sure. it. Um, you know, there's there's all different teams out there, and and you know, they're they're whether they're lacking one thing, they're lacking you know a, a handful of small things or whatever it may be. Um, that's that's where the sponsorship angle comes in, right? And and really allows teams so you know if you want your name on a car that that you know can can post numbers can you know be one of those hero cars at a local track um uh you know paul maltese is the type of guy that i would put my name on yep and Me too. um you know he's he's they've always brought um you know just a, a great program and uh it's one of those uh it's, it's one of those you know fairy tale type endings uh that you see out of the sport and uh, uh it was definitely cool i loved seeing the excitement and uh hats off to those guys never quit never give up keep your nose to the grindstone that's what those guys are all about and that's what this sport is about 100% if you do that i'll tell you what you got to uh, you got you got yourself in for uh, something for long term, and yep. that that that's the cool part about it. Hit our final break. We're going to do that right now, and then off to British Columbia we go. Western Speedway got the late models all fired up. Remember last weekend we had Brandon on the show, uh, Brandon Carlson. Uh, he went out there. He didn't win last night. Uh, our next guest did. We got Rory Smith coming up, driver of the sixteen. Twin 50s. He did it in BC. He's going to join us on the other side of the break live. Hi, this is Don Thompson Jr., and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters, making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, 
and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. Hey, you two! Get your asses in here! <laughs> we are back with you live tonight. That grumpy old guy, he's back out there again, Junior, yelling at us. Sound, Imagine that. Sounds just like Bob on the PA mic at Flambrough Speedway. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob, if oh, you're listening, yeah. but we, we had, you know, it, it, it's that same voice. Talk about a guy it, that's been in a place for 100 years. That's Bobby. It, you got to love that guy. They need to record every syllable yeah. and be able to play it um, because that is Flambrough Speedway. Oh, calling the it? lineup at Flambrough uh, yep. Speedway in the pit area. Yep. Yeah, Bobby. Hey, but you know what? The guy, we had a conversation yesterday in the, in the trailer. Yeah. The guy keeps the show moving. Oh, yeah. He he keeps the show moving. You know, yeah. you've got, uh, you know what is coming up. You never miss it. No. Nope. You know, I've been to a billion tracks, it feels like. And, you know, you never really know what's going on. Next. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, what, yeah. what classes to line up. Um, you know, there's there's certain, you know, classes like like nascar has like an itinerary but there's only one track or there's only one one class, one class you yeah, know yeah. you know what's happening right you have your itinerary the whole class knows what's happening when it's a local saturday night track and you know you've got 20 or 30 guys that don't normally run there all the time right right it, it's it, there's been a lot of times where you know it there's been confusion the cars aren't lined up and then you know there's a delay in the action and the fans don't know what the heck's going on and they get up for a hot dog and then you know it, it, you know just it's, they missed the lineup it's just craziness yeah yeah. yeah yeah but i tell you what bob you know has has been a long standing fixture of not only flambro speedway but i think back to the all-star days and that you would hear that same voice at Cayuga Speedway. Oh, yeah. Bobby and, was at Cayuga. You know, and, yep. and you would hear that same voice, um, you know, all-star lineup for practice now. Like, I'm that's pretty just sure. The way that it was. I'm pretty sure Bob was at us weekend, too. Yep. I yep. do believe. Yeah, 100%. On it's a Friday night. Just uh, under. Uh, and he might still be. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I haven't been to us weekend in, in quite a while, but... Uh, just a great cat. I just, you know. Speaking it, of moving. Yes. Speaking of moving, the, our next guest, he was trucking last night in his race car out in BC at Western Speedway. For sure. What do you say we get him on the show? Well, let's do That'd it. That'd be a good idea. How about the driver, the number 16, started the season out exactly the way he planned it out in the shop all off season long. Let's welcome him in. We got Rory Smith with us, driver of the 16 from Western Speedway on BC. What's going on tonight, Rory? Welcome to race time. Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Doing fantastic, man. Uh, talking about uh, trucking, you were trucking last night in that 16 car. Uh, it, it, it sounds like everything went perfect. 
everything went perfect, you know, a lot of so many so many times in racing it doesn't and uh everything came together, all the shop time in the off season and, and hard work. Even over the last season we had uh had some bad luck and some runs that could have been better, but uh it just all came together and you know, that's just how racing is. Sometimes it's uh everything comes together for you and other times you just got to battle through it. <laughs> sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield, right? You're right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Uh, new car this year, Rory, or what What do you got underneath you in that 16? It looks like a brand new piece. Um, we put a new body on it a year and a half ago. Um, it's, a, it's a car that's probably got three seasons on it, so yeah, it's, it's not too worn out or nothing, but uh, yeah, it's actually a home-built car uh, from GT, GT Race Cars. Uh, Jeff and Brent Morris built it. Uh, they're brothers in Victoria here. Uh, just live up the road for me. So I purchased it off them. It's just got the house front clip on it. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good car for me. We've, we've uh, put it in Victory Square a few times. But uh, as of lately, we've been just battling the handling of it. But we, we had her bang on on Saturday. You put it in Victory what? Victory Square. What is victory this about? Square. They got a Victory, victory Square. Square. That's got to be a Western thing. Come on. <laughs> I'm calling you out now. Victory Square. I've never heard this before. No. You're teaching me things, Rory. Must be an island thing. It's got to be an island thing. It's, it's got to be. That's a Victory Square. I, I mean, I've just never well, heard of it. Victory you, Circle. I've heard of Victory Circle. Have you ever victory seen? Lane. Have you ever seen a Victory Lane that has been a circle? Never. No. They're always a square. That's right. Always. It's, I mean, it is. It is what it is. Just calling it what it I'm is. I'm just calling you out, man. I'm just joking around. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Rory looking at uh, at the the you know the event that took place take us back to um you know the the drop of the green flag but but take us back to the beginning of the event how did everything go from from practice to qualifying what was the structure like and and how did it all play out uh well we fired off in practice um on a set of used tires uh like most guys do and this is a new tire we're running this year so everyone was kind of uh you know, on the same same playing field. We all didn't really know how it was going to race. Uh, how good is your car? We all didn't really know. I thought my time stacked up pretty good. We were near the top of the board on uh, the practice session. So I was excited to go into the race. Uh, we qualified second, which is typically better for better uh, for me than most nights. Uh, Jason Frost uh, cracked a really fast lap, uh, broke the track record. Um, so to be second up, runner-up to him and uh, just had joke my buddy Brandon who's also a good qualifier was nice to do um, we ran a heat race uh, I believe oh, six cars for eight laps uh, we ended up picking that one up um, and then we went into the main started somewhere around the back eighth or tenth or so and uh, I was just in the it seemed like I was in the right lane all night we uh, we crept forward uh, Got to Bud Hobbs, he was leading and got the lead off him and never looked back. Brandon Carlson and Jason Frost had really fast cars as well. Uh, a couple restarts battling them. And uh, to be honest, the second main kind of went the same. Um, battling through a little bit. Brandon and Jason were fast. Um, again, I think we restarted two or three times uh, door to door with them. But we just had, we just had that little edge on them uh, Saturday night that we needed to pick up both the mains. 
most short tracks, fast ways around the bottom. I can imagine Western Speedway exactly the same. But is the outside lane a preferred lane there at Western? Did you work well on the high side? Or did you have to keep her pinned down right against that yellow line on the bottom? I made all my passes in the first main on the, uh, on the, right on the curb on the bottom. Uh, in the second main, I jumped to the outside of uh, Jason Frost and uh, got him and Dave Smith in, in kind of one long pass, which was nice to get the lead, uh, got the jump and took off. But typically, yeah, Western's 3-8 flat as a parking lot. So I actually think it goes the other way, actually, in one of the corners. But, yeah, it's, you're typically right around the bottom. If you can get your car to work on the top side, you're going to be really good. But uh, it can be done. It's just tough. Yeah, and a two-for-one's even better, right? If you can do them two at a time, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, everything was just going our way. So let's, let's, let's just hope that continues. So, Rory, what's the season look like for you? I know you want the Canada 200 to begin tomorrow right around noon. It'd be just fine for you coming off this 50-lap uh, uh, win, but uh, it's not going to happen until September. What's the season look, looking like for you? Uh, the, our season this year, it, we get one race a month, basically. So we're going to run three more times. They're all twin 50s, typically. And then we'll have the Canon 200 in uh, September. And um, I'm hearing I'm hearing of uh, Saratoga Motorsports Park. It's a revamped speedway up at the other end of the island. A couple hours from where we're at is going to have a 150 lapper at the end of the year. So, you know, if the car's in one piece, we'll head up there and uh, go have some fun. Yeah, Brandon actually was talking about that last week. Now, not maybe specifically about the 150, but talking about Saratoga. Uh, that that sounds really interesting. Uh, and it sounds like a lot of momentum out there in BC uh, with Penticton getting rebuilt. Uh, Trevor Siebert doing his deal over there. Uh, you got Area 27, not too far away from, uh, at least I don't think it's too far away from where you are. Uh, you going to get over to the mainland at all and hit like Williams Lake or uh, any of those other tracks, Gold Pan? Well, I've always wanted to. Um, I, the, there's a West Car BC late model series that uh, they haven't fired up this year, I think, because of some COVID restrictions. But I'm 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 watching online, seeing what they're doing. I'd really like to do the race they usually hold in Agassiz, which is not too far, a uh, couple of, like an hour off the ferry for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice and close. So I'll keep my eye on that. If something happens, I'd like to do do a race over there. I just don't know how promising that is right now. And that's where Corbin Thomas hangs out, right? Those guys are over there. They're not with you guys at Western, are they? Uh, no, Corbin usually comes for the 200, but he's in. He's on the mainland in Vancouver. Uh, I don't know exactly where, but mm. yeah, him, Dave Hamrick, Wes Mater, Jason Tarasenko. There's a few uh, real fast cars that come over and uh, play with us, and hopefully next race they all come over and, and we can have uh, a real big field of cars. Yeah, I gotta love it. I I know I took in that Canada 200 last year on Rev TV Canada, and uh, uh, what checks did you guys did? It. That was an amazing race. Love watching it. Uh, I just uh, I look forward to it uh, this year. I don't want to see summer go quite that fast, but I am looking forward to that race. Yeah, it's the thing that everyone loves the 200, but after that, it's that's basically the race season. So. But, you know, if we can get up to the Saratoga, the motorsports park there, if you haven't haven't seen the pictures, go on Facebook. It's just unbelievable, the Facebook lift they've done up there, and uh, there's some exciting things to come. 
Yeah, I'm going to check that out. What size track is that? Uh, do you know offhand? I think it's a quarter, maybe five sixteenths. It's small. It, it's shaped like a D. Had a dog leg in the back stretch. Now they've widened it. As far as I know, I don't know 100%. I think they put like six feet down the back stretch mm. onto it. So it's going to be a little different than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild. So uh, back to it next Saturday night for you, or how many weeks you got off before you go again? We're we go on the tenth is our next race. So three, what is that? Three weeks off, I think. Ah. Two weeks off, something like that. That's a long time to let that wind lament, isn't it? Well, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, you can always call Brandon up and say, hey, look what I got, and do that every day. Uh, you, you can always claim, I don't know, uh, Alzheimer's or hey, something like that. That's that's a quick way to get dumped. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He's one of my best friends for sure. I'm going to see him tomorrow night. We're going to be working on a car together, so I'll uh, – I'll let him know. Uh, remind him. Remind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good stuff. Hey, uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, and uh, sponsorship on the car. Uh, who have you got on there? Raptor Excavating, uh, Tom's Overhead Doors, Suncraft Homes, and Central Tell uh, Power Lines. Well, if you keep winning, you're going to have more, I can guarantee you, bud. Yeah, never a bad thing. <laughs> Rory, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time, and uh, look forward to getting you back out. Go get it again. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. You bet. Rory Smith, driver of the number 16 out there at Western Speedway. A beautiful-looking race car. Ah, yeah, it is. Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah, he's got yeah, a, yeah. just a, a beautiful piece. I'm looking at the Saratoga. Um, you can kind of see it here. Yeah. I'll show it to you. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, look at that. They're doing a tremendous amount of work up there. So, um, Kind of yeah, like Penticton. Yeah, definitely. Did There's... you see uh, any photos yeah, of Trevor's? Yeah, I, I did. They got the asphalt down now? Uh, no. Not so yet. I, I haven't seen Not that yet. yet. I haven't okay. seen asphalt. I was looking at it uh, on, I guess, Friday. Um, mm -hmm. And perhaps they do you know yeah, now they might but now the last yeah, photos yeah. that i've seen uh have not uh but uh it uh it you know just super cool to see those those improvements um you know uh, there's been some teasers on the delaware speedway uh facebook page over oh. the last couple um days um they showed a picture of turn four um and up top on turn four there's no uh you know for the longest time, there's been billboards that, right. you know, kind of run around the track. Uh, kind of stopped uh, over in turn three um, in that in that area. Yep, yep. Uh, but they showed a picture of that and kind of teased that there's going to be a new camping area, a VIP camping area that's going to be, you know, put in place up there. i seen um, that. So, it, it, you know, that'll be very interesting. Now you but say improvements that. improvements coming down the pipe, there was a lot of talk yesterday. Now... Obviously, it's the rumor mill, right? Sure, but, sure, But sure. Uh, there was a lot of talk yesterday. Um, Luke alluded to it as well when we had him on the program. Um, there's going to be improvements to the track surface. There's going to be repave. Um, you know, in, in talking to some people, by the sounds of it, it's going to be all asphalt um, as opposed to concrete on both ends. Right. Um, so, um, I, you know, that's obviously unconfirmed. I haven't, you know, heard from the horse's mouth. Um, but that is by the sounds of it, it will be an all asphalt repave, um, which will be a game changer at Delaware. Oh. The amount of grip yeah, that yeah. that place will have. Can you imagine um, how fast that be, place will be? Yeah, it'll be really incredible. Ooh, it'll man. be really cool. Um, and, you know, just 
smooth it out and Delaware will be lightning fast. Now that's Add character. Fresh, fresh character. If you were be... to ask the NASCAR guys uh, if if they wanted that done, smoothed out, if you will, at uh, places like Atlanta, they'd say, no, don't touch it. Well, the local guys would be that same way. You know, sure. Dale Shaw, Luke mentioned that. Dale Shaw sent him a message and said, don't pave it. Don't touch it. <laughs> you know, it, it because it's so... Um, you know, exciting to race on a track that has character like that. Um, it makes it harder to get around. Uh, you know, I was talking to, um, uh, you know, I, I was talking to Amanda Balson earlier. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking back and forth about, you know, them coming up to Sobel. She hadn't raced there since 2012. Wow. And, uh, you know, I just mentioned to her that there's a lot more bumps off of turn four now at Sobel Speedway. Um, and, you know, that'll be something new to get used to. And, and, you know, the groove has kind of changed down in one and two, um, you know, just simply with that big bump, um, you know, that, that has been there for years, but has actually turned into a bump now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just those little things that really make it exciting to race on a racetrack, right? right. And, and, you know, you have to drive around this bump or you have to go over this bump to make good time. Right. And that's what, you know, depicts the good line. Uh, and and allows a good driver to pick up on uh, to gain an advantage, right? And and to to be able to make passes where a lot of other people can't. And um, you know when you look at Delaware, there's a tremendous amount of those areas at that racetrack. Um, there's a lot of places where you know the, the the real fast guys will be able to go down onto the apron on turn three and four, you know, to to gain grip or to you know dewedge the car and. They they create setups specifically for those specific areas um, where, you know, when you repave a track, it is a blank slate oh, and yeah. it is all about just being lightning fast. And, and uh, um, it, it, it's just a different mentality of racing. And, and I just think that it's it's to the point now where it's needed. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it on the old surface this year. I'm looking forward to seeing the Pinty series there. I'm looking forward to seeing the APC series. The regular Friday night stuff um, is going to be awesome, but I can't wait to see it when it's repaved. And the Pinty series, I might add, has launched their schedule. Uh, we didn't even have time to touch on that uh, next week on the show. Tell you what, there's two people I want to get on here that I've been trying for a long time. Uh, Sherry Putnam. From NASCAR, the NASCAR Pinty Series. I've been trying to get Sherry on here. Uh, we're going to try again next week so we can talk about the Pinty Series schedule. Uh, for all intents and purposes, coming off of what we're coming off of, I think it's a pretty good-looking schedule. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Delaware, uh, there, there, there's, there's lots of good dates on there. We'll catch up with Sherry hopefully next week. And I want to catch up with Dave Gainforth and talk hot rods and modifieds. We haven't done that yet, uh, like like not for a long time. And I told Dave a while ago, uh, his mother passed away. I've been leaving him alone. Uh, our thoughts, uh, of course, and our prayers are with Dave Gainforth. Uh, uh, he, uh, you know, was going through a lot over the last couple of weeks. So uh, we'll, we'll try and get Dave on the show next week. We'll talk NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR. We will talk NASCAR with Sherry. We'll talk uh Hot Rods, uh, what a class. Seen the 99, Steve Adams, Jamie Adams, they were at Sobel testing. That 99 car junior looks absolutely lights out beautiful. It is a hot rod. What a car. 
That looks beautiful. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Um, you know, Brian McDonald was mentioning yesterday, um, you know, the Fastback Mustang that he built uh, or that was built over the, the winter as well. Sure. Um, there's uh, there's a couple of them. There's, uh, I, I believe it's Marty Manette. Is it Manette? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, there's a there's a Fastback Mustang uh, that is just a masterpiece as well. And, you know, Amanda Balsam, we only seen her out once last year. Um, that car is a masterpiece. There's a tremendous amount of really good cars um, in that uh, Oscar Hot Rod series. Oh, I look forward to all of it. Got to wish Rob Neely a happy birthday. Uh, really cool video. If you get a chance, go to his Facebook page. Uh, Jennifer asked me to do one, and Joe, I didn't have time. I felt terrible, but Rob Neely, happy birthday. Uh, but that, you know what? That's going to do it. Our show's done again. Two hours in the books. Got to thank Sue here in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank Scotty. Back in Toronto for hooking us up. And, uh, of course, all of you for tuning into Race Time Radio each and every week. We surely appreciate it. And, uh, oh, congratulations. Dave Oblina, or uh, Corey Hall first, uh, winner at Petty, Oblinas, Mesker. Those are the, your top three unofficial from Tim Terry. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. We will be back with you again next week right here on Race Time Radio. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 